Hello mate, I'm Governor B and you're listening to The Lost Tapes. In 2017, my dad passed away unexpectedly and I realised shortly after that I wasn't well equipped to deal with or process grief. I'm still on that journey, but one thing that's helped is talking to people that have also experienced loss. They may not be able to take away my pain, but it's helpful to know that there are people out there who might have been through similar struggles and emotions that I've faced. On this podcast, I talk to guests about their experience of losing someone or something that they love. Right now, I'm in sunny California recording some music, and I was very much looking forward to this trip for quite a few reasons. Firstly, uh, I was obviously looking forward to creating some new music and finishing off my album. Secondly, I was able to go out to LA with my family, my wife, my newborn son. It was his first trip on a plane, and that was something that we were highly anticipating, I guess. And the final reason was I managed to get some tickets to a Lakers game. I've always wanted to see LeBron James in action, and I don't know how many more seasons he's got left, so I had to get some tickets. They were playing the Clippers at the Staples Center, and I was super excited, for sure. I get to two days before the game, I'm in an Uber with my family, going to get something to eat. Hop on my phone, have a quick scroll through Twitter, just casually, and I see that Kobe Bryant has been killed in a helicopter accident. Immediately, I think it's a hoax or a stupid prank. But after a few moments, my whole timeline was filled with confirmed Kobe Bryant news stories. I felt a wave of emotions, shock, horror, sadness, and loads more. This was further heightened by finding out that his daughter, Gigi, was in the helicopter too and tragically lost her life. Before I go any further, I want to send my thoughts and prayers out to his family. I pray that God gives them the strength at this time. And I also want to acknowledge the other passengers on the plane, along with the pilot. John Outerbelly, Kerry Outerbelly, Alyssa Outerbelly, Ada Zobayan, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester and Christina Mouser. My friends will tell you that I'm, I don't know an awful lot about basketball. Ultimately, I'm one of those annoying fans that jump on the NBA bandwagon during the playoffs. But being in LA at the time of Kobe's passing was crazy. It was clear to see the huge impact he had on the city. Losing a celebrity that you feel somewhat connected to but don't know is an interesting thing because the emotions are weird. You feel like you know them but you actually don't. And I remember when Whitney Houston passed away. It hit me and my family quite hard. We grew up on Whitney and we cared about Whitney. And I remember kind of being openly upset about it. And so I put one of her pictures up as my screensaver on my phone. One of my good friends saw it and he questioned whether I was enough of a Whitney fan to do that. And started asking questions like, how many of her songs do you know, etc. I don't think he meant to make me feel a certain way, but he just made me feel like I was unqualified to agree for her. Or like I was doing way too much. I felt kind of embarrassed, if I'm being honest, because obviously I don't know her personally, so why am I getting emotional? Maybe he's right, i got to suck it up, change my screensaver, and keep it moving. Now that I look back, I wish I didn't. I wish I just behaved in a way that came naturally to me, because ultimately we can't help what we care about. Do you get what I'm saying? Like We can't help what moves us emotionally, we can't help who we feel connected to. 
I don't need to know all of Whitney's songs to mourn her and I don't need to know all of Kobe's stats to mourn him. Losing a celebrity, a hero, an icon can hit just as hard as losing someone you know. The game I got tickets to was postponed for obvious reasons, but I decided to head down anyway to speak to the people of LA about what Kobe meant to them and how they're dealing with his tragic death. To like try to even describe how Kobe, how much we loved him, it's like impossible, you know? Um, I can't really, over the like past 20 years, I can't really think of a single person who meant more to the city more than Kobe, you know? So, when, you know, when we found out, the first thing I did was go out with my family and go to downtown LA and like, even to this day, the energy's still like really quiet and like somber, you know what I mean? Um, and I feel like, especially Latino kids can relate to it, but mainly everybody like our age who grew up in the 90s and 2000s he was like our hero you know so it's crazy just like it still doesn't feel real it's you know it's crazy what do you think it is about like latino kids that connected to kobe so well man and so deeply it's hard to explain because like i think kobe more than any basketball player before him i think he brought in a lot of cultures a lot you know a lot of kids that weren't interested into basketball they were after him you know um, the Philippines, Europe, China, um, the Latin community. I can't really describe why, but something about him just resonated with us. I think it was his, probably his work ethic, you know, his love for his family. I feel like that's something that we could really relate to, you know. To the city of LA and to me, he meant a lot. I was an ex-drug addict. I went straight. Him and the Lakers kept me straight. They were my saviors. Kobe was gargantuan, man. You know, we can we can think of a lot of terminology and words and phrases and things, but to be larger than life is almost what he was becoming, you know, let alone being, as you can see, the city right now is well aware of the time and the emotion and the feeling and his wife and his daughters and his family and, you know, to the family who also lost their lives. This is a very big impact on our city right now. You know, it's, it's a very heartfelt moment with all the negativity going on and, you know, the world earthquakes and destruction and man-made issues. We didn't need it, you know, but we're going to embrace it because Kobe meant everything to us. You know, he's, he, he, he is L.A. You know, Kobe is L.A. You know, it wasn't like even though he had all this money, he used it to give back to people. And he stayed loyal to Los Angeles for all that time. I've been watching Kobe since ever since I can remember hooping in Kobe's. You know what I mean? Like playing with Kobe on 2K. Like this is like, I mean, he was like. What do they say? The mayor of L.A. Like, he was L.A. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he played his whole career here. Like, even his last game, dropping 60, dropping 81. Like, the greatest Laker of all time. Losing someone is never easy. It doesn't come with many benefits. But something that can be potentially bittersweet is thinking about fond memories and special times we may have shared and experienced because of someone special to us. I asked if the people of L.A., had any special memories of Kobe? For me, it was probably his last game just because of the collective of it. Cause I remember when I was a kid one time, I was watching a, a Kobe game, and, and at the end of the game, it was like a close game. I only remember the game. I just remember it was close, and we managed to get the victory. Cause like I said, he was like Superman. Anything was possible. So we got the dub. I remember when I was a kid, I said, man, the day Kobe Bryant retires is going to be the weirdest day on planet Earth. And then seeing his retirement game, and he dropped 60, 
And I'm just in my couch. I'm in my house. I'm on my couch jumping around and stuff. I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. How'd he do that? 60 points in his last game, most by an NBA player ever. A lot of people are saying their career high. A lot of people's favorites don't like their career high. He did that. And then now to think that Kobe Bryant would pass away at 41, it's even stranger because I never thought he would even retire. I really thought, like, we were him and talking. We said, um, we thought we would probably die before Kobe died. You know, and it's just crazy that he's actually gone. And it's the weirdest thing. Um, definitely that 60-point game, that 81-point game, you know. Um, and he also says something on his interviews that is very profound, that it's not the destination. It's the journey. You know, it's the road that we leave behind us, what people are going to take from you. So his road behind him, obviously, this is his road. So we can see what he meant to our city. His road was profound. It was, it was awesome. It was you know, I'm elated to even be here in the city at this time, you know. Yeah, this is a big moment right now for our cities. My favorite Kobe memory was actually the uh, the documentary done by Spike Lee. Uh, it was good because I wasn't a Kobe fan before that. I'm not afraid to say that. And uh, once I saw the documentary, it made me look at Kobe a different way. Like, I really got to understand the, the mama mentality. So that's my, and besides the 81-point game. Yeah. Right. My probably... One story I can just recall off the top of my head. Well, see, I'm from Detroit, so I was in the, I went to game four when they lost to the Pistons. So I was there. So that was hype for me because I just wanted the Pistons <laughs> to win. But I remember being so hurt game two when he hit that game winner. But the story that comes to mind is like, I was watching a little bit of that 81 game, like that first quarter, but being on East Coast time, I was in like sixth grade at the time. So like I had to go to sleep. <laughs> like before halftime and I just remember waking up cutting the TV on and they're like talking about he scored 81 I'm like what I was like I literally like like I think I was late to school that day because I just kept watching Sports Center like highlights just like are you like 81 and yeah man like I, just, I always remember waking up to that and that was just Crazy. I actually met him at a Chipotle one time. <laughs> no yeah, way. yeah, yeah, and I um, and I had asked him to take a picture with me, but it was in my old phone. But he he, he was totally okay with it. He was like, oh yeah, yeah. So he like you know went around and he actually took a picture with me. It was really nice. So you know I would think like someone at his level sometimes will get annoyed or think, but no, he was totally nice. So that was my favorite memory. So Kobe liked Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, he was at Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. It was like eight years ago maybe. It was a while back. Like the first memory that's been ringing in my head. Like constantly, it was 2010 um, after Game Seven when they beat the Celtics. Yeah. I still remember that like it was yesterday. You know when he when he won and then he jumped on the announcer table. <laughs> you remember that with hella confetti falling on him, and he spread his arms open like. And I remember I was 12 when that happened, 11, 12, and um, I didn't stay up, you know, because of school days. But that night, I just stayed up the whole night and like. I remember being like super happy and just like a 12 year old just watching every single news forecast that he caught you know that he could just so he could like really soak it in you know and like i just yeah dude and just like i i still remember that like it was yesterday just like being super happy and just like you know i feel like that moment as a lakers fan is the greatest moment for me personally you know i've got a love-hate relationship with social media and maybe you can relate it can be a great thing of course but it can also be damaging it was reported by a few outlets that Kobe's four daughters passed away with him, only for that statement to be retracted a few minutes later. Some news outlets seem to be in a race to be ahead of the rest, even if it's at the expense of the truth. Maybe no one cares about the truth, they just care about being first. 
Another interesting theme I stumbled across were people on social media disqualifying others from mourning Kobe. Maybe because they weren't enough of a Lakers fan, or they didn't know enough about basketball, or they didn't know Kobe personally, or they didn't post about him before. But it was just interesting to see people react like that. I wanted to find out more about why people feel they should be able to mourn someone they may not know personally or even too well. What is it that makes them feel deeply for that person? Well, it's not the celebrity part, but it's the fact that we're able to see what they're doing all the time. Like, we're always updated about them either in the news or social media. And so we're always able to see them. So we always see what they're up to and stuff. So we see how, like, they've impacted so many people. And I think it just, it hurts when from one day you hear about them and the next day it's like, they're just yeah. gone. I'm glad you said that, man, because I was reading some stuff online and people were like, um, uh, if you didn't know Kobe personally, how are you like so affected by it? But it's true, man. You can still, it can still hurt, right? You still get like a, kind of like a sick feeling. It's like leaves a bad taste. And it's just, especially with, and with his daughter too, it's just the way they went about it. You know, it just, the way it ended for them, it, it was really sad. It's like losing a family member you never met, literally. I lost a family member before. It feels exactly the same. Serious. Exactly the same. Well, for Kobe, it was like, to a lot of people, me especially, it was like a childhood hero. You're, like, you're watching him and everything. And he really made like just the impossible always seem possible in everything he did. You see like the, the 2010 team when it's him, Andrew Bynum, Paul Gasol, all them players. A lot of people didn't even think we were going to win that championship, but Kobe made it re really possible. And then it's having him, it's like, it's, it's like, he was like Superman, and it was just crazy. And the fact that we lost him is just like, it's unbelievable. It's like he wasn't supposed to go. Well, I don't know about other celebrities, but Kobe, I know it's because he was real and he was dedicated. And you, you knew there was nothing but fake about that boy. He was just, he went out there to do a job and he did it. And he proved to the world, you set your mind to something, you can do it. And he proved, he set his mind to be the greatest and he was the greatest. He was human first, you know? He didn't let, he didn't let the cameras change his mood, you know? He didn't let the cameras change his attitude. He stayed Kobe, you know? If you got a chance or if you were even remotely close to him and got a chance to speak to him, everybody says the same thing. He was so humble and so gracious to meet them. And he takes time and spends time with people. I never got a chance to meet him personally, you know, but, but my representation of Kobe on my Volkswagen here, you know, it's a 1965 Bug. I've owned it for years since, uh, since 2000, you know, and I changed it up and 2016 was the first year I put the 2-4 on the hood. His, his last game, and I went down to Staples Center and rode around Staples Center, and, you know, I thought I was a Laker, you know? The police are trying to make me leave. Oh, it was crazy. I had to tell people, get back, you know, don't touch, you know, and I made it from the city, so, no, you know, Kobe means everything to us, man. I believe this is all about the way he carried himself. He was a family man. He was a, um, he had a bunch of daughters. He had a wife, and he always put them first. Like, you always saw him. You don't really see him in the clubs. Like, he's, that wasn't his persona, so. And the way he passed away, it was just so tragic, so. It's, it's hard on everybody's heart. I just think everybody can relate to the Mamba mentality. Like, just the striving for, like the, like, the starvation for greatness. Like, he really was committed to everything, like, that he was accomplishing on the court. And I think, like, you have to respect it. Whether you like them or not, you had to respect it. And just even just down to the last game, him putting up 60, like, you know what I mean? Re Three-peating and then repeating without Shaq, like, 
it's just like, and especially in L.A., people here watched him grow up. You know what I mean? He came in the league as, like, he was the youngest player to play in the NBA at one point. So, like, a lot of people feel like they grew up with him. Like, he was a part of their family. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's tough. You know, whether you're of a certain faith or not, when something as tragic as this happens, people often gather together in unity to offer thoughts and prayers to the families of loved ones. I'm not sure if it's something people just tweet or post. I know I've been guilty of that sometimes. Maybe it's something people actually do. Even so, I wondered if anyone would be comfortable enough to share some of their specific thoughts and prayers for the families. It's it's tough, I mean, because, you know, you got to deal with the internal things between family, but you also got the outside world, like, cameras on you. And so, like, you know... My father passed away and it wasn't nearly, you know, nothing big as this, but he was big back in Detroit. And so I, a fraction of what they're going through, I, I experienced. And all I can just say is just like, you just got to keep the family close. Like keep, you got to just, you know, just keep the family close really. Like that's, that's all you can really do. Cause only y'all know what y'all are going through, what y'all are feeling and just don't be afraid to talk about it, you know, feel whatever it is like because it's going and it's going to take time and just understand that like nothing's wrong with it and there's no book on grieving you know what i mean it just you just one day at a time mine would be that um even though kobe's gone he's not really gone kobe would could never actually leave he could never leave la if you just look around the city you see it there's a whole city behind them the whole world's behind them and it's just that to stay strong you got to keep moving forward and they're just still looking for him, they could just look at the league and see what he's really built up and every single player. I hope, they're, I hope they stay strong. It's not easy losing two people, not just one, but two people. And, um, you know, heaven gained two angels, and we might not never understand why, but I think God always has a plan. Um, but they're in a better place. Oh, and um, I hope they're at peace, their souls are at peace. Personally, I, I couldn't possibly imagine the pain, you know, that that family's going through, you know, as a fan over the past few days. Fortunately, not right now, but I've been doing nothing but crying, you know, so I couldn't even imagine the kind of pain they're going through. And just, uh, I really hope that the world and especially the city just like throw prayers up for her, you know, and just like really send her good energy. Because I feel like she needs it more than anybody in the world, you know, Vanessa. And, um, this whole city loves her and the whole family, you know, and I feel like we should all support her from a distance. I'm just praying for her. Hopefully she's OK, you know. Time. I just lost my mom in August. My mother's name is Clara Bryant. If you want to look her up, you can check her out. Um, I just lost her just a few months back and time because every day I wake up, it's on my mind. I, I cry almost every day. And, you know, and my mother's last name is Bryant, Clara Bryant. So I can't hear Kobe Bryant without thinking about my mom and she used to tell me you know we're related to coke i said mom come on mom come on mom she said you better check you better do some checking i'm like come on mom you know but yeah yeah definitely it's been incredibly humbling emotional and eye-opening seeing and hearing what kobe bryant meant to the city of los angeles i can understand now more than ever and especially with the addition of social media why people can feel so connected to celebrities especially ones that can inspire them to live out their own dreams I asked how Kobe's life inspired the people of LA. Kobe meant a lot, man, and through watching him, what's one thing that you've learned just from his life that's gonna inspire you for the future? Don't make any excuses. 
work hard for whatever you you have a passion for. Um, he has a quote in high school where he says something along the lines of like, "There is no plan B. I just put all my eggs in a basket." You know, and I didn't I didn't have a second option. And I feel like after after his death, I feel like a lot of people are viewing life that way. You know, it's like a huge cultural shift, and I feel like he's a standard for everybody now when it comes to that. You know, just putting putting everything into everything you want to achieve. You know, I think just straight up, just mama mentality. Like you can apply that in anything, in any field, in any course. Like just his his level of attention to detail to strive for greatness. Like I think that's one thing that I'm taking. Like I like straight up. Like the night he passed, like I went and just got a white like two whiteboards. I wrote out like all my goals my tent for the next decade. I wrote them out just so it's like, okay, I'm about to see this every day and I'm about to dedicate myself to seeing it, visualizing it so I can make it happen. Even though you're really good at something, you could still push yourself to be your best, the best version of yourself, the best that you can be. No limits, just keep going. Keep going on what you're good at. Even if you think you're good enough and someone wants to come around and say they're better than you, Go in 30 minutes early and be better than them. Show them that. Giving 110% ain't, ain't even enough. You got to give more. And once you give more, you still got to give more and more and more until you can't give anymore. Make sure that you leave everything on, on the court, in school, wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing at work. You just got to give all you can to it and be the best. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more of my personal story, I've shared about my grief process musically. Hands Are Made For Working is the name of the album and it's available on all music platforms. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, you can support us by writing a review on iTunes, sharing the podcast with friends and family, and if you wish, making a donation on our Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash governor B. And be sure to subscribe, because I'll be back soon with another guest. Cheers.